Welcome to Lakeshore Christian Church's Midweek Podcast. I'm Pastor Randy Cordell. We're coming to you live from our studio at our Antioch campus here in beautiful Nashville, Tennessee. We're glad to have you joining us today. If you haven't already done so, we want to encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. Just hit that subscription button there. You might want to hit that notification bell as well so you get notified each time a new episode is posted. We come to you live at noon on Wednesdays, but it's posted then and you can listen to it anytime after that on most popular podcast platforms. Each week on the podcast, we spend some time reviewing the message from the previous uh, Sunday here at Lakeshore Christian Church, and then we preview upcoming messages and events here at the church. And we just this past Sunday finished up a series that we've been doing called When Less is More. This was our series to kick off the new year because so many people, as we enter into a new year, are thinking about uh, New Year's resolutions or things in their life they might want to change or or rearrange how they're doing some things. And one of the things that I feel like in the church in America that we often do is we overcomplicate our lives. We try to put too much in there, and we're not able to really be present and fully enjoy and participate in the things that we are there for in our schedules. So we talked about in this series uh, how the teachings of Jesus are simple but not easy. Uh, just because something is simple, it doesn't mean it's uh, it's not deep and it's not uh, vitally important, but it's not always easy to implement the, the clear teachings of Jesus, even when we understand them and know what he's talking about. Uh, so we talked about how we fill our schedules too much, so we needed to check our schedule. There are things we can weed out that we don't have to have in there and free up some time for those things that are the most important things, and we're not just running from one thing to the next all the time. We talked about how we're often... Uh, stuffed with stuff in our lives and in, in, our, in the American culture especially. Uh, we are materially blessed in a lot of ways. Uh, not everybody, but a lot of us are. And when you are, the tendency is to collect stuff all the time. We keep adding more stuff, newer stuff, better stuff. Uh, we store stuff that we're not using and we even pay rent to store that stuff many times. And we could do better if we clear some of that out simplify that part of our lives too, and then understand that God blesses us with material things to be used for our enjoyment. He says he wants us to enjoy all that he's created for us, but he also wants us to use it for good things. And so we can be better at managing the money and the material things that God blesses us with. And this past week, we talked about how we need to re-examine this for the church life too. And we looked at uncomplicated church life. A couple of weeks ago in the series, I mentioned uh, something in psychology they call the complexity bias. The complexity bias, the idea is that we are naturally drawn to complex solutions for what we perceive to be complex problems. And I think that creep, crept into the church as well. Uh, there, we have a huge mission to accomplish, right? Jesus gave us the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all people, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and then teaching them to obey everything he's commanded us. That's a huge thing. It's a big job. And sometimes in response to that, I think we have had the tendency, even in the church, to overcomplicate things, to make it more complicated than the church in the New Testament uh, made it. As we look at the example that we see of the church in, in the New Testament, we see many times compared to what we're trying to do, we see a much more simple approach to living out the Great Commission and the life that God has called us to in Christ. 
many years ago, back in 2006, there was a book that came out by Tom Rainer and Eric Geiger called Simple Church. Um, I went through reading that book. I love Tom Rainer's stuff and uh, Eric Geiger's stuff. They do a lot of research and and uh, help the church and church leaders see trends that are happening and things like that. Well, part of what they saw, and they published this book in 2006, was that the church was in decline in America. Even with all the programs and activities, all the functions we had going on, the church was still declining. And part of what the study revealed is that there were some churches that were kind of outliers in the study. They were still thriving and growing and doing well, And so they began to break it down a little bit more to what the difference was. And part of the difference was many of the churches that were thriving, not all of them, but many of them had simplified things, especially when it came to making disciples. They didn't have this this, uh, highly intense program. They didn't have all these different levels that you had to go through in the process. It was more like the way they did it in the New Testament. And so as we went through that study, we decided at Lakeshore, our elder team and our staff, we went through the study together, and we made the decision to try to simplify church some here at Lakeshore, church life for our members here and our staff and our volunteers. Because many churches, the studies were showing, the the pastors were worn out and many people were leaving the ministry. Uh, Staff and volunteers were being overworked and there was never enough volunteers to go around to try to do everything we were trying to do. It was just wearing people out, wearing the church leaders out. And on top of that, even with all of that, it wasn't being effective in growing the kingdom of God. And so we made the decision to try to scale back and simplify some things here. Uh, we already had this mission statement, this vision statement for Lakeshore, but we decided to really get back to focusing on keeping it as simple as our vision statement. Uh, Lakeshore exists to connect people to Christ and each other, to grow people to maturity in Christ, and to serve people in the name of Christ. Three main things that we could focus on and give time and resources and attention to. Now, there's a lot of different ways to do this, but we went back to the New Testament and looked at the early church and what it said about them and how they were doing these things, accomplishing these things. And we found in the book of Acts, of course, it's a great history uh, record of the early church from its very beginning. We saw that uh, the early church did this in very simple ways. Uh, The first part was connecting people to Christ and each other. And we see from the very beginning, that's exactly what they were doing. Peter, when he preached that first message, that first gospel message on the day of Pentecost after the resurrection, uh, he, he talked about Jesus. He lifted up Jesus. That was the main focus of his message, Je- uh, showing the evidence that he was who he claimed to be. And in Acts 2, verse 41, it says, those who accepted his message were baptized. About 3,000 were added to their number that day. So what was the Great Commission? Go and make disciples, baptizing them, right? So this is the beginning of that process. And he preached the message. The people who believed and responded were baptized, and 3,000 were added that day. And it started the beginning of the church. Uh, later on in verse 47, it says the early church, were, they were praising God, enjoying the favor of all the people. The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Now, the amazing thing is this was happening on a daily basis. There was no set program uh, that they were going through, discipleship classes to take, baptism classes to go through. It was just people who heard the message and believed it, sharing that with others as a part of their everyday lives. Uh, the number out one outreach today, all the studies have shown this consistently the whole time in the life of the church. The number one most effective outreach for the church is simply friends inviting friends. People 
telling their story to another individual, their personal story of faith in Christ and how they came to that faith in Christ. Uh, just connecting on a personal level, not a packaged program, not big events that were set, uh, set up and organized and run by some official ministry or organization or even the church. It was just individual Christ followers sharing their faith with others. And so we want to emphasize that at Lakeshore, that it's about simplifying this thing. We don't have to get more complicated than that. If you know Jesus and love Jesus, you tell other people about Jesus, and you invite them to come along with you, come and see, come and learn, come and know more about Jesus. Uh, and that happens usually in much smaller groups, in smaller group settings, not in big event settings. Well, secondly, we are exist to grow people to maturity in Christ. We see a summary statement in Acts chapter 2 of those first 3,000 that were added to their number that day. It says in verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Now, these things overlap. It sounds like four things, but some of these, they all overlap each other, so they don't even have to be seen as four separate things. But this was the lifestyle of those people who were baptized into Christ and started that new walk with him. So at Lakeshore, we want to provide ways for you to, if you're devoted to the apostles' teaching, we want to support that and encourage that. So on Sundays, we have uh, our messages, our teaching messages on Sunday. Uh, we also have life groups where uh, smaller groups then in a smaller group setting are studying God's Word together and doing life together. And then we encourage and provide resources for personal study. Uh, one of the things we just added to that recently, of course, was this podcast is one of those things, but we also added where we send out a, a five-day devotional that goes along with the message from the previous Sunday. And uh, that just gives you a guide that you can use for your personal devotional time and study. Of course, we recommend the YouVersion Bible app, other res good resources out there for a daily time in God's Word and in prayer. Uh, it's just important because what Jesus told us in the Great Commission is we want people to be taught to be obedient to the teachings of Jesus. So, we need to provide that opportunities for that, but keep it simple. It doesn't have to get any more complicated than that. And ultimately, everybody's responsible for their own personal study and growth in their relationship with Christ. So we want to encourage you, be a support for you, but you have to take responsibility to follow through on that. And finally, we exist to serve people in the name of Christ. If you study the life of Jesus, one thing stands out uh, above everything else is that his love motivated him to serve others. He said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. So the role of a disciple, the goal of a disciple of Jesus is to grow up to be like Jesus. If he was that kind of servant, had that kind of servant's heart, then as we learn and grow, what's going to develop in us is that same heart for service. In Ephesians 2, 10, Paul speaks to that. He says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. His goal for us as Christ followers is that we get to a place of maturity where it's no longer all about us. It's, it's about Christ, and it's about taking Christ to others and serving others in the name of Christ. It's an outward-focused lifestyle, not an inward-focused lifestyle. And so that needs to be a natural part just of who we are as we grow up as mature Christians. So if we devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to breaking bread, coming around the Lord's table together regularly, and we devote ourselves to prayer, the natural result of that is going to be that we become servants the way Jesus served. 
we have a heart for others the way Jesus had a heart for others. We, we care about other people and, and everything about their lives, but especially the eternity side of that. They are living souls that will exist forever. We want them to be prepared for eternity through Jesus and what he's done for them on the cross. So our service is done in the name of Jesus to point people to Jesus. God prepared in advance good stuff that he wants us to be doing with our lives. We all have a plan and a purpose, and he gives us gifts and resources that need to be used. And there's so many opportunities to serve, and Lakeshore wants to provide that those opportunities for you. Just like on any given Sunday, we have people uh, serving in so many different areas of ministry life here at the church, from from the nursery all the way through our high school programs, for uh, our greeters at the door, our safety team keeping everybody safe, watching out for for everyone. We have people serving in the bookstore and the cafe, just praise team, and all those different ways that people serve. Uh, people doing communion meditations. All of those are ways to serve others while we're gathered together as the body of Christ. But then, of course, there are ways to serve throughout the week as well. Uh, we have uh, activities going on at the church and youth programs throughout the week. We have life groups that meet throughout the week. We have opportunities to serve with our ministry partners that we work with, like Youth for Christ, uh, the Branch Food Pantry, uh, National Rescue Mission, all of those different opportunities. There's so many others. Uh, there's, there's really more than enough opportunity if you want to serve to allow God to use you to serve others. But the service needs to be done not for our glory, not for individual recognition, but for the, the purpose of pointing people to Jesus, letting them feel the love of God through us, uh, letting them uh, be pointed to the fact that we do this not, not because we're just good people, but because that's the example Jesus set for us, and we're trying to honor him and, and live a way that's pleasing to him. And so we are pointing people to Jesus through the service that we're doing. So I want to encourage you, if you missed any of this series, to go back. You can catch them. They're on our YouTube channel. Um, and I want to encourage you to connect with a local church. Connect with a life group that's studying God's Word, uh, praying together, doing life together, and look for those opportunities to serve. Now, don't overcommit. Remember, we're talking about keeping things simple. You don't want to add too much. So find that area of service that you love, that, that you're passionate about. Let that be the main thing that you focus on. And then, and then commit to just attending a local church family somewhere, getting connected there, and commit to this, this concept of, of being a student of the Word of God because the more we learn and put that into our hearts and minds, the more it comes out in how we're living. And just keep it that simple. Connect, grow, and serve. Uh, we'd love for you to do that if you're local with us here at Lakeshore, uh, but if you're somewhere else uh, listening to the podcast, Find your good local church there that you can connect with and grow with and serve together with where you live. Uh, this next week, we're going to kick off our brand new message series. I've called it Love Notes, and it's going to be based on a passage that a lot of people know. And even if you don't attend church regularly, sometimes you hear a part of this uh, from 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that's often called the Love Chapter. And in that chapter, he gives us a descriptive uh, a description of how love is defined in the eyes of God, uh, the, the attributes of that love that is talked about in Scripture. Uh, the whole chapter really is talking about that and the importance of it, but then uh, beginning in verse 4, it says this, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it's not proud, it does not, it's not dishonest. 
Uh, it does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. So what we're going to do in this series is we're going to break it down to those different descriptive terms that are used for love. The first one this, this coming Sunday is going to be practice patience. I was going to do it later in the series, but I couldn't wait. So I decided to go ahead and do this one first. Uh, practicing patience in relationships with other people is key. Uh, if we can learn uh, to extend that grace to other people, to be patient with them, it, it just brings so much opportunity for healing and understanding and, uh, and, and avoidance of conflict or resolution of conflict if there is conflict. God has been so patient with us. He has truly set the example in his patience toward us. So we need to learn to be like God and how we have relationships with other people. Uh, certainly, it's important for marriage. We often connect love with marriage, and that's a good thing. It should be uh, the driving force for every marriage relationship, and patience is so critically important in a marriage because even when you love someone, there are going to be, uh, if you do enough life together, if you're together enough, there's going to be um, many, many opportunities for you to exercise patience in any relationship. Uh, it's not just in marriage. It's in the dating relationships. It's in, it's in friendships uh, that you develop with other people. You can't have a good long-term friendship without an element of patience being a, a part of it. So I hope you'll join us this Sunday. We have services at the Antioch campus at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. We have a service at the Smyrna campus at 10 a.m. Uh, and then we live stream our services every Sunday morning at 9. And then once it's posted, you can again view it or listen to it anytime after that. Uh, we would love for you, if you're a local, to join us in person. But if you're uh, from out of town listening to this, then we'd love for you to join us online. Uh, like I said, either the live stream at 9 or anytime after it's posted. Well, before we go today, I want to share just a couple of items we have coming up here at Lakeshore Events. Uh, this Sunday is our, our next welcome lunch. It's for people that are new to Lakeshore. We have a, a lunch provided for you. We have child care available. Uh, it'll be after the 10 o'clock service at the Smyrna campus and after the 11 o'clock service at the Antioch campus. It's not too late to register, but you need to go ahead and register right away if you haven't yet because we want to plan on how many we're going to have, make sure we have everything uh, that we need for that number of people. So please go ahead and register today. You can do that at our website, lakeshorechristian.com. Just click on that graphic that says Welcome Lunch. Uh, the next Sunday, uh, February the 11th, we're going to have a Valentine photo station at both campuses. It's just a fun thing we like to do. You can uh, dress for Valentine Day kind of theme and, and have pictures done at these photo stations. So we encourage you to come prepared to have some fun photos that day. We always want to encourage you, if you're not already connected to a life group, we want to encourage you to let us help you with that. Again, at their website, you can just click on the life group uh, graphic there, and it'll take you to a form you can fill out, and we'll have someone follow up with you and help you get connected there. We want you to save the date of November the 17th. We're celebrating 50 years as a church here at Lakeshore. Uh, we're going to be celebrating all year, uh, but we are having a special day of celebration and remembrance there on November the 17th, so we'd love for you to come and be a part of that. Uh, also coming up starting this, uh, this next Sunday, we're going to have registrations open for uh, camp at White Mills Christian Camp. We always participate in, in an elementary week, and it's going to be this year, June the 2nd through the 7th, 
and we'll have some staff and volunteers there from Lakeshore. There'll be other uh, churches participating as well out at White Mills Christian Camp. But registration is going to be opened up this coming Sunday. We hope that you will get your children registered as soon as possible. That week sometimes will fill up, so we want to give you that chance to go ahead and get registered as early as you can. And again, that will be available on our website or at the kiosk at either campus here at Lakeshore. We want to thank you again for joining us today as we continue to connect, grow, and serve here at Lakeshore Christian Church.